So this is what I think really happens when it comes to um, law of attraction type of effect. So you think about a thing and it occurs. Okay, I'm in a weird position on this one because you usually have, it's usually split into two groups. Like you'll have total, uh, let's say atheists, um, sneering, just like that is nonsense, nothing like that happens. So the sneerers, sneering, just be like, nah, that's, that's complete bullshit. Nothing like that happens. And then you have the law of attraction types who just cling more deeply to their crystals and be like, no, no, it's real. You just have to dream harder. And between these two is some sort of odd space that I'm in between um, on this issue. So let me give you both sides of my argument on this. This is gibberish. This is gibberish. So law of attraction, right? There's no law and there's no attraction. The idea that you think of a thing and that it comes to you is pure capitalism. That's, that's ideology. That's ideology at its purest. You're, the only time law of attraction works like that, that's a law, is when you're ordering things on Amazon. So you think of a thing and then you go and look it up in the psychic space of the search engine or Amazon, which is a psychic space. I mean, it's still an amazing, magical, wonderful thing. And then you order it and then it comes to you. The thing comes to you. That's, it. That's Amazon. That's ordering things online. That's the law of attraction. That's the only place where there's a law of attraction. You're not a magnet and they're not steel filings. You don't have a gravitational pull. So there is no attraction. Mm -mm. And there is no law. Mm -mm. And the secret, well, people say, do you believe in the secret? The Secret is a book and documentary released in 2006 by Australian author Rhonda Byrne. It enjoyed worldwide success. It has grossed over $365 million in sales and has been translated into over 55 languages. It is utter trash. Materialistic, narcissistic, infantile, wank twaddlery in its content, but it's an epic lesson in fine marketing tactics. Ah, capitalism, comrades. Because it is suffused with its own self-importance and pomposity, its grandiose claims are very easy to dismiss and to parody. Do you know this secret gives you everything you want? Happiness, health, and wealth. You can have, do, or be anything you want. I've seen many miracles take place in people's lives. Financial miracles, miracles of physical healing, mental healing, healing in relationships. All of this happened because of knowing how to apply the secret. I guess no one's ever written a book to help a middle-aged woman turn her life around. Excuse me, I believe you boys are looking for the answer. What's the answer? Only the best-selling book slash DVD since the Bible. My life was over. I lost my job. My husband left me. I had to sleep in a kangaroo's pouch. And then I found the answer. 
answer was discovered by the philosophers of ancient Greece, who hid it under a rock, where it was discovered by the knights of King Arthur, who placed it in a bottle and set it in the ocean, where it was found by Pat Sajak. These great men knew the answer. The answer is the secret to achieving your heart's desire. Learn the answer and change your life. Available wherever dubious quasi-scientific self-help books are sold. There's a very was was a very shrewd marketing campaign that brought together 15 or 16 different public speakers who already had huge mailing lists and it's a it's a straightforward marketing campaign. It was like let's merge our mailing lists. We'll all slap each other on the back and we're all going to talk about this subject but they're all coming at it from completely different perspectives. If you watch The Secret and you learn anything about the people who are talking on it, they're all from completely different belief systems. They, so they're vaguely saying something similar. And what's the recurring theme? If you think of a thing, eventually the thing, by magic, the thing shows up. All thoughts are the beginning of all things real, all things that you can touch and feel began in the mind. So if you wanna be wealthy, you've gotta decide what wealth is to you. Define it, what does it mean? How much money do you have to have? For me, financial independence meant having $30 million producing income, which allows me the lifestyle I want without having to work. And so I've achieved that, but I knew exactly what I wanted because I looked at what it would cost me to live my lifestyle. Most people, don't know their net worth. They don't know their income levels of what would be required to produce what they want. They say they want to own a yacht, but they don't know what a yacht costs. They don't know what it costs for the slippage fee. They don't know what it costs to maintain a yacht. So go out and create your ideal lifestyle and then figure out exactly what it would cost to live it and then set that number as the number you want to achieve. Okay, Boomer. It's pure ideology. Demonstrably not true because every time you thought of a thing, it would just appear. Just go boom, and there it would be. So I say, no. Sneering atheists, not a sneering atheist either. Nothing like that happens. Well, things like that do happen. Again, I give the example of Amazon. Amazon is an example where that does happen. And you can say, well, that's not what it means. Well, I just think we don't really have enough respect for the magic that already exists in this world. Like, for example, I can pull out my magic phone and speak to anybody whose particular unique number I have. I can be in direct communication with them in a matter of seconds, no matter where they are in the world, as long as I have a satellite. So, so they're observing there already is magic in the world, especially if you're talking about, you know, if you set an intent to do a thing and then the thing that happens, that's the discipline of magic then it clearly does happen. So there's a, that would be a materialist explanation. So I would offer a materialist counter to the sneering atheists. Then there's a non-materialist explanation, and that's where I start to come back into this middle zone here, and where I can hang out with the people who are clinging to their crystals, desperately praying and praying and praying and praying for things that may or may not show up, which is observably beyond Western mechanistic scientific explanation. When you think about certain things, it does show up, it can show up in your life. The psychologists jump up 
the philosophers jump up and say, aha, logical fallacy. That's called affirmation bias. So back here again, back to sneering atheism again. That's just affirmation bias. Yes, affirmation bias is real. Um, there's no doubt that if you, you can train a person's mind to see things in the environment that they otherwise just wouldn't have observed because there's so much stuff, there's so much things that, that we filter out. The overwhelming majority of information we receive, we have to filter it out. Yes, affirmation bias real, but this goes beyond affirmation bias where you can think of a thing or put your consciousness to a thing and then more of that thing seems to show up in ways that cannot be explained via affirmation bias and cannot be explained via the explanation that whatever you focus on unconsciously goes towards that place. In the realm between the two, you have a thing that got very popular in, they probably could spell it though, fucked. There we go. I want to brought a tea in it tonight. The New Thought Movement around the um, beginning, well, the late 18th um, and early 19th century. The New Thought Movement, somewhere between capitalism, industry, a country that's beginning to boom, that is thriving, people are making a lot of money very quickly, there's huge pop, huge by the standards of the day, huge working populations, a ton of resources that are untapped. People are making money, it's huge. And then there's the industrial revolution on top of that. So it's making gazillionaires in very short periods of time. Everything is up. They're Christian people, but there is this belief, there's this crossover between Christianity and mystical schools of thought. This is also the birth of Rosicrucianism or the propagation, should we say, of Rosicrucianism um, because some people believe that Rosicrucianism is older than America and the New Thought movement, but between the two, there's this there's this idea that if you focus on something, it tends to show up more. Now, so I would be comfortable here. This is Napoleon Hill. This is American motivational speakers, generally speaking. So yes, you must focus on the thing and build it up in your mind, but ultimately you need to be a sneering atheist and actually take action in the world. So this would be on one side, pure thought, I can't spell thought, and this would be pure action. The reason I stay here and sort of hang out in the new thought movement is because I've, and, and I'm not just a sneering atheist, is because I've seen too many examples in my own life of the most absurd in your face synchronicities. There's a story, it's from my recent history, from when I, I recently drove from Prague uh, to Liverpool, a very, mostly a, a very pleasant journey. Um, nice, you're just driving through countryside, not too much traffic, it's great. So plenty of time to think, plenty of time to plan. And I'm working on a book, so I was dictating a, a book. There's a whole story to this that I'll relay elsewhere. I won't jam up this video with my, with my meandering tales. But it's one example of one of the hugest synchronicities I've had in my life. And it was a synchronicity about synchronicities. And it was a synchronicity around the subject of the law of attraction. There is something to be said for aligning your thoughts and your emotions with a thing that a desired goal state that causes it to come to you 
but you're not attracting it, that causes it to manifest, to show up, to be co-created, whatever it is, in a way that cannot be explained over here, that is beyond that. So where I am here, I'm probably a little bit crazier than the New Thought, because the New Thought movement, you know, things like Napoleon Hill, say for 30 days, you have an intention, I have an intention, but what's the intention? I, I wanna be more cheerful, right? The, the Napoleon Hill method would be, you'd have to write it down every day, you'd, you'd spend time writing down the benefits to you and the benefits to other people and you'd get fired up and you'd be like, this is why I wanna do it. And then uh, Napoleon Hill was big on, and the whole new thought movement, it's faith, it's faith. You have to put faith into it. You just, you just throw, emotion and faith at this thing. And I'm like, that's cool, I'm down for that. For a lot of reasons, I think that that would work, but I can stay in my sneering atheist mode there and be like, I can give you all the psychological reasons why that's gonna work with none of this. But it's not just that. Some of this then starts to show up. And where I'm weirder than the New Thought movement is because I'm not I'm not as set in this reality and the story of this reality as my peers. So if you're set in the story of this, re of, of, of this reality, of this world, you'd be like, yeah, we're beings, we have names, we're in this world, we're on the planet Earth, and but if you think about a thing, even in this model, it, it comes to you. These would be like, no, we're in a solar system, we're on the planet Earth, we're human beings, we've evolved, blah, 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 there's scientific explanation. And none of that happens. The New Thought people, it's good middle ground, it's nice and safe. So I wanna go up here in this weird wavy bit here, right? Because I think the, the, the best way is to kind of start to soften the whole map of reality and start from what do we know to be true? What do you know to be true? What do you know with your five senses to be actually true? What is it that you're setting your intent to? What is it that, you're, that you've been trying to do? You're either trying to do something, have something, or be something. Do, be, or have. What is it? To, be, or have. Which, which, is, which is, what is it? What's the thing? What's stopping you? What's in the way of that? So what you need is some kind of a, a change, right? So change is quite key, but we, we fear change. And then there's also emotion. Your mind could be going that way, but your emotions could be going, no, that's really effing scary and fear. Well, there's anxiety, there's, there's multiple emotions, especially if people are traumatized as all human beings are, but fear is the big one. So I think that you have to soften the map you start to go, well, I don't even really, apparently the, the, the physicists are telling me that I'm made up of molecules that's moving. The physicists say that strictly speaking, if we at the, at the quantum level, I'm 99% space. Sorry? So what am I then? Am I a thought form? What is, what is the me that's me? Am I the meat? Or if you, like, if you take my consciousness out and put it into a computer, is that not me? Am I, am I the meat? Am I the flesh? Well, like, what happens if, I don't know, bits of me get chopped off? Is that bits of me chopped off? Am I, am I not the same? That doesn't make sense. 
right? So I'm not the meat. I'm not the jumper, as nice as it is. I'm not the name. I'm not the bank account. I'm not the socks. Even the socks aren't the socks because the socks are 90%, 99% space in between molecules that are moving. Oh, and not only are they vibrating, but they're also flickering in and out of reality. Sorry? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The stuff that makes you up, the Lego blocks, the pixels that you are, don't just move. They flick in and out of reality. They're real and not real. They do that. All your bits of stuff. That, that, and I'm like, well, so then what? What is the me that is me? And if you bring that weird solution, sort of fluid, that weird acid, I don't mean acid like LSD though, I suppose it, right? And you pour it on to the map, the solid map, everything kind of corrodes and goes, well, hang on a second. So what is it that me, the ego me, what is it that I am looking to achieve? What is it I'm trying to get done? What needs to change? Is it an external reality change to manifest that or is it an internal reality change? And if you can answer that question, you're a better person and better philosophy than I am because I can't. Because where's the boundary? Once you start to have a softer view of reality and you blur the boundaries, a lot more things become attainable, but they stop being so out there and up there and beyond, and they start to become right here. And that's where most people give up because it's frightening. When you actually start doing this work and you start moving towards it, the control that you have slips because it's not really, you start to see that things are not as you thought they were. And it can be like taking a psychedelic and going, ooh, I'm unmoored. I was anchored and moored and now I'm unmoored. The weird space that I exist, because people ask me to talk about this, is here where I'm like, you must unmoor. If you, because otherwise, otherwise it's gonna be, you, you, you'll do it. You'll be like, oh, I wanna build a business or my goal is to lose weight or my goal is da, 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 da. And you can easily stay here and here. And you'll never need to go over here into it's pure, just thoughts just become things. This think it's magic. I'm a Jedi master. I can raise a, what is it? An X-wing out of a swamp like Luke Skywalker did, just with my mind. Well, I can't do that, but I can pick up the remote control and switch him on and off and pause him and rewind him and move. Is it not, are we not already sort of there? What's, what's the big difference? And you might go, oh, that's a stupid example. Well, try and answer the question sometime. What's the big difference? What's the huge difference between that and this? Between, you know, is it because you're not there? Do you physically need to be there? If, if you hire a company with money and a crane comes and lifts the thing, is that not a manifestation of your intent? And then you'd be like, no, but you know what I mean. And that's a problem as well, apart from fear, is an agreed acceptance of what the boundaries of reality are. And that needs to be challenged because otherwise you're just gonna end up, you know, I don't know if most, if you've seen my deck chairs at dawn video, you can end up with this left right paradigm in politics. And I was saying, when you argue politics, it's like you're trying to fight, but you're fighting with a deck chair. So you hit each other with your deck chairs, but deck chairs are terrible weapons because they're not designed for fighting. Like a political ideology is not designed to clunk somebody with, it's, that's not what it is. 
political ideologies are really a series of ideas about how we should all live. That's that's what a political that's it's policy. Here are some policies about how a tribe can live together. That's all it is. It's not a weapon system. So it's it's a crappy way of, of fighting. Similarly here, I think it's deck chairs. If we fight over no, it's not. It's all it's all it's all nonsense. Well it's not all nonsense, is it? Because the world that you live in and the world that I live in is created by people who actually are somewhere on the scale of the new thought movement. And they might not say it publicly, or they or or some of them will, but you know. That's why do these people get involved in rituals? And you go, well, they don't. Yes, they do. <laughs> yes, they do. We know this. It's, a, it's not, that's not a conspiracy theory. That's recorded fact. Why do the people who run things put so much uh, faith in symbols, rituals, um, chants, incantations, and spells? If they believe in it, and they're the ones who run your phone network that you're currently watching this on, and they're the ones who sold you the phone, and they're the ones who sold you your shoes, and they're the ones who tell you where to work and how much money you're gonna pick up for doing that work, and then how much tax you need to pay on the fuel in the car, that you put the fuel in the car so that you can go and do the work for them and then pay taxes back. They believe in it. So I'd say it's a bit stupid for you to be a sneering atheist and discount it. It's kind of, that's a, that to me is a slave mentality. You know, it's all nonsense. It's all nonsense anyway. I've got to go and drive to work now. All right, mate. See, see you later then, I guess. Good luck. Good luck with that job. Yay. <laughs> so they believe it. Now, they're not all in the New Thought movement, but they're in variations of that. They're in this space where... Capitalism, materialism, individualism, competition, and the, the, the lust for things, for the material, collude with magic, with the discipline of visualization and magic, because magic is repetitive discipline. You could argue that the systems that I give people to recover from mental health issues and from trauma are magic in that sense, in that there is a, a sort of a discipline that must be adhered to religiously over time religiously I'm using the word advisedly over time to get the results with an intent in mind, which is what? To heal. Is there repetition? Yes. Is there special language used? Yes. Is there certain things you have to focus on? Yes. Are there rituals you do that alter your consciousness? Yes. That's what an emotional literacy exercise is. It's deliberately designed to alter your consciousness. So where I stand on all this is no, no, Yes, yes, nos, yo, nos, yo, yes, no, yes, nos, yo, because it's the, that comes from a perverted view, uh, a perverted, what I would think is a, a misdiagnosis of reality. This comes from a misdiagnosis of reality. Nobody's got that. So how can we, like, why, why should we deck chair at dawn over this when we haven't actually even established what we are? Nobody can. That's what they're all working on. What are we? Why are we here? What, what are we? How am I communicating with you right now? That's mind blowing. If you allow your mind to be blown or you can sit back in ego and go, no, I don't want to know about that. So this is the weird space I stand on it. I'm going to tell my story for, for people, but I'll tell it elsewhere. 
Um, really, really, one of many, many strange things that have happened in my life that just that just make me say no. I can never. I can't be these guys. I can't join with their team. I can't join this team. I have to be in my own team of one over here. Going. I don't even know what time is, man. I don't even know what language is. I'm not convinced I know what I am, and I don't know what reality is. So, there. But for the grace of whoever is in charge of all this, go we all. Thank you for your time and for your attention, and I look forward to speaking to you again soon. Cheers.